Mother Kate always jokes that I am a 500-year-old man. So I feel that gives me the liberty to start off my sermon by saying, back in the day when I was growing up, <laughs> we wore violet during Advent, not blue. But as the years went on, though, churches began trading in that old penitential purple for this snazzy new blue, the shade of the sky at daybreak representing the hope we find at the start of a new day. A lovely notion, but one that's awfully difficult to reconcile with the readings we hear throughout Advent. Be it the reminiscing of how the flood came and swept them all away, John's epic admonition, you brood of vipers, and talks of Jesus separating the wheat from the chaff, throwing the chaff into an unquenchable fire. Just a little teaser of what's to come in the next few weeks. And like my dog, when he's confused, I find it very easy to tilt my head sideways as I look at these lections, wondering where in the world we got the notion that Advent is a season of hope when our readings are soaked with such language of turmoil and the need for repentance. Last month, Alex and I moved, and we've been spending these last few weeks settling into our new routines, finding new gyms, learning which grocery stores carry which items, and of course, getting to know our new barbers. Mine is a lovely woman who is preparing to become a Catholic this Easter. Early on in our conversations, she asked the big question, what do you do for a living? This is the first time I didn't have a corporate curtain to hide behind. So I came right out and said it. I'm an Episcopal priest enter into that part of the conversation where I have to bite my tongue and smile. Oh, Catholic light. The church that started because Henry wanted a divorce. Yes, I begrudgingly replied. The conversation continued, though, as she explored all the differences between Catholics and Episcopalians, culminating in one of my favorite questions. Do you all do confession? And for reasons not completely known to me, that's where I always go on a rant. <laughs> no, I replied, we do reconciliation. I'm a stickler for that one because the words confession, penance, and reconciliation are often used interchangeably, but each have distinct meanings. Confession being the act of sharing a time when we drop the ball, Penance being an act of amendment prescribed to a penitent. But reconciliation, that refers to the whole process, from acknowledgement to restoration, the whole story of repentance, reconciling ourselves with God and neighbor. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about reconciling, not just confessing. Anyway, welcome to Haircuts with Father John.
I share this tirade with you this morning because at its core, I think this is exactly what Advent is all about. Not two warring factions of repentance versus hope, violet versus blue. Rather, the hope that we hold because we believe in the possibility of repentance. We believe in the ability, both individually and collectively, to have a change of heart, to move from our old ways to something new and life-giving. And we know that all too well, more often than not, these moments of wanting or even needing to change, which we experience, they're not initiated from within ourselves, but instead are initiated from the outside, an arrival of Christ in our lives, an advent that sparks repentance. We look around our world today and we know this is not how it's supposed to be. Hunger and homelessness, shootings and wars, inequality and oppression, Yet against all odds, we hope that these things can change. We hope that these things will change. That somehow individually and collectively, we might have a change of heart, a spirit of repentance, moving from the way things are to the way things could be. We yearn for that change that will make the hungry full the homeless dwell in warmth and safety, all as weapons are melted down into tools which cultivate the bounty of this earth instead of scorching it with bombs and soaking it in blood. In our hearts, we yearn for a savior to set us free. We yearn for repentance because that's exactly what we need. That's exactly what this world needs, a change of heart. Our hearts kindle this yearning for a savior during Advent because it is our source of Christian hope. We set aside this season year after year so that we might be prepared to hear that story of hope one more time that story of a God who dwelt among us to reconcile heaven and earth, all with the hope that earth might one day look like heaven again. We yearn to hear that story one more time of how Christ arrived in our world not to condemn it, but to save it. As the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the good news brought to them. We yearn for this story because we hope to unleash that spirit of repentance, that spirit of change, that spirit that makes our hearts cry out, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of God, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his path. His path, not ours.
That is why year after year we ascend to that mountain of repentance. Because for us, it is our hill of hope that his ways become our ways, that God and sinner are reconciled. We climb this mountain every Advent because repentance is our hope. Our hope that this world can be made new.